It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Happy Thursday to you. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Sam Ekstrom on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. You can always subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a rating and a review. We also have some terrific partners. Today's pigskin.com and draftbreakdown.com among them. Draftbreakdown.com will be of interest in the coming months for Vikings fans and fans all around the NFL. I am a Minnesota Vikings writer, coldomaha.com and the Cumulus Media Network, flying solo today. I thought we'd have a little fun with some of the top defensive plays of the Minnesota Vikings year. As the month goes on and we put a bow on the season, we'll be counting down some of the top plays, the top players, the top moments. And as most top 10 lists begin, we start this one with number 10. Number 10. Obviously, it's a subjective list. If you disagree, let me know, at Sam Ekstrom. We'll start it out with a play that occurred just last Sunday. It came in a relatively meaningless game in a moment where the game was already in hand. But it was a nice moment from Everson Griffin on the strip sack of the Chicago Bears' Matt Barkley. Anthony Barr with a heads-up play to bat the ball forward. Might have been illegal, but it was not called. Everson Griffin, the scoop and score. Third and three. Barkley stepping up, and Barkley goes down. I think it's, they're going to rule it down by contact, but they haven't done that yet. It's a loose ball. No signal is given, and it's going to be run in by Everson Griffin for the touchdown. Griffin has an act for scoring in myriad ways. He now has a fumble recovery for a touchdown. He has an interception return for a touchdown which he got against Sam Bradford, by the way. And he's got a blocked punt return for a touchdown, 2014 against Carolina. That fumble recovery TD was the fifth defensive score for the Vikings this year if you include the safety they had in Week 3. We might get to that play later. Number 9. Play number 9, it was once again Everson Griffin making a big play. This was against Dallas in the second quarter. Still, in my opinion, one of the more inspired defensive performances of the season, and unfortunately the Vikings couldn't get the win. This strip of Lucky Whitehead was fantastic. A little jet sweep here with Lucky Whitehead, and he fumbles as he gets to the 40-yard line, and the Vikings this time are going to wind up with the football for sure. Griffin the strip, Kendricks the recovery. Kendricks this season was absolutely fantastic, 109 tackles, Definitely the team leader in that regard. 70 of them solo. I mentioned that that Dallas defensive performance might have been the best of the season for the Vikings. Others that deserve recognition, at home against the Packers in Week 2, they held Aaron Rodgers and company to 14 points. 
at Carolina was pretty spectacular as well, though knowing what we know now about Carolina, they may have been a bit fraudulent. But nonetheless, they really beat up Cam Newton and destroyed his spirits. And who knows? If Cam doesn't get smothered by the Vikings in Week 3, maybe he has a better season. You could pretty well pick out any of those first five games and label them some of the top defensive performances of the season. But that Dallas game still stands out to me. Without Mike Zimmer, against a juggernaut, they did a great job. Number eight. Alluded to it earlier, it's Daniil Hunter with the safety against Cam Newton. Cam Newton from his end zone. And he's going to go down. It's a safety. A sack for the Vikings and two points. Daniil Hunter came in and leveled the 6'5 Cam Newton. Daniil Hunter, 12 and a half sacks this year, team leading. Got to imagine we'll see a greater role for him next year. Number seven. Vikings blitz. Manning got it off the rear deep throw, and maybe that's why they don't do it. Intercepted by Xavier Rhodes. Look out. Picking up blockers across midfield and out of bounds in giant territory at the 42-yard line. There's not much more exhilarating than the crowd getting whipped into a frenzy during the pick and then building as he returns. That was an exhilarating interception and return by Xavier Rhodes, who had a ton of open field. He picked it against Odell Beckham Jr., who he'd gotten mixed up with earlier in the game. That was his first interception of the year. As you'll hear in the rest of our countdown, he'll have a couple more. Had five total Pro Bowl season for the cornerback. Number six. This is my favorite interception of the year. Tom Johnson, the rotational defensive tackle. Great story. Kind of came out of obscurity. I wish we could show this visually because Mike Zimmer's reaction to this interception was priceless. And you can see it on the TV telecast. Arms waving in the air, pumping his fists. This clinched the Vikings 3-0 start. Just in time. Blitz. Cam gets rid of it. And it's intercepted. Tom Johnson fumbles on the back end of the interception, but the Vikings maintain possession. Yeah, so what if Johnson fumbled? He got the pick. Cam Newton flustered. Vikings 3-0. There's nothing better than defensive linemen getting interceptions. Justin Tratto last year, that was exciting. Twice he actually did it. Still waiting for Linval to get his big break. If Linval Joseph ever gets an interception return for a touchdown or any significant amount of yardage at home, the place will shake. And not because of the cheering fans, but because of Linval pounding his feet on the turf trying to get from point A to point B. There will be seismic activity. Next on the list. Number five. First of several from the Arizona Cardinals game in week 11. Xavier Rhodes, take one. From the 31, Palmer steps up, airs it out. Floyd downfield, and he's picked again. And again, it's Xavier Rhodes. A diving interception by Xavier Rhodes. Another over-the-shoulder type grab. Give him credit. Xavier Rhodes developed some pretty nice hands this season. Mike Zimmer said it late in the year that basically Rhodes' problem had been catching the football in past years. And he wasn't dropping them this year. Seriously, almost all of Rhodes' interceptions were 
high degree of difficulty, including the one we just heard against Arizona, sprawling out over his shoulder. He had a similar pick over his shoulder against New York. He had a diving pick against Philadelphia. He was outstanding. Number four. How about all the way back to week one? Vikings up five, fourth quarter against Tennessee. They got a big play on the first play of Tennessee's drive. Lost ball, and the Vikings pick it up, and they may get it. Going all the way in for the touchdown is Daniil Hunter. So a mix-up between running back and quarterback, and Daniil Hunter gets the second defensive touchdown of the game for the Minnesota Vikings. A Tennessee win turned out to be pretty nice, didn't it? The Titans were a really good football team. Second half of the year, not many teams better. They caught Mariota when he was still in that learning early sophomore year stage, prone to mistakes, easily flustered. A lot of people went out of that game saying, Mariota's a joke. Well, he's pretty good. The Vikings played really well in that game, didn't allow any points in the second half until a garbage touchdown at the very end. Number three. And from earlier in that game, how about a pick six? Pick to Henry. Here's the rush, and it's intercepted. Vikings, Eric Kendricks. He'll score. Pressure on Mariota, and Kendricks scores, and it was Everson Griffin who was in Mariota's face. There was a great Instagram, I think, or some sort of Twitter picture that Kendricks posted after that game where his mom basically said, get a pick six, honey, and then he went out and got it against Marcus Mariota in week one of the season. That gave the Vikings their first lead of the season, and they won that game by nine. Number two. We've reached our top two. We go back to the deep, deep well of Xavier Rhodes highlights. Palmer sits in, pass picked off, intercepted by Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes down the sideline, and good by touchdown Vikings, no flags. One hundred yard pick six. How could you top it? Well, I think you go back to week two and you put yourself back in that end of game situation against Green Bay, and you realize there's not much that can top the stadium christening game, the bitter rival. The Packers driving late. Vikings clinging to a three-point lead. Prime time Sunday night football. Nobody wants to see the Packers ruin the moment. And it was Trey Waynes, much maligned during this game, had an up-and-down season overall. But in this moment, he delivered an all-timer. Number one. Out there on a third down and 14. Well, Trey Waynes down here at the bottom against Devontae Adams, one-on-one. Robinson is back in the game. Rodgers throws, and it's intercepted. It is picked off by Trey Waynes. Picking on him all night long, and finally, he might have the last day. I tell you what, go back and find this replay online. And just look at the bench reaction and tell me you didn't mean a ton to a lot of people. First of all, you've got Mike Zimmer exploding on the sideline. And Mike Zimmer, who's actually got a torn meniscus, is kind of favoring his knee. And he's 
He's doing a little gallop hop where he doesn't have to put much pressure on his knee, but he's jumping up and down clumsily, just looking like a little kid. It's great. For as stoic a guy as Mike Zimmer is, he has huge, enjoyable reactions. You've also got Ben Lieber, the sideline analyst for the radio on the sideline. He jumps about four feet in the air and then gives a fist pump. You've got Jerry Gray running over to slap him on the back. Mike Prefer leaping up and down. It's a huge redemptive play for Trey Waynes. What a fun, fun, emotional moment and an emotional game as the Vikings won their stadium opener. A reminder that Seat Geek is the easiest way to find tickets for the games that you want to attend this winter. I'm sure a lot of people were trying to get tickets to that Minnesota Wild Columbus Blue Jackets game on New Year's Eve. Tickets being exchanged for three to four times face value. I looked on SeatGeek, and there's no place better to identify the value for you because they compare multiple ticket sites. It's great if you have the app. You can be anywhere. You don't need a computer. Tap here, tap there, and you're looking at countless seating options. SeatGeek helps you get the most bang for your buck. Every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value, so you see underpriced seats. Each ticket also backed by a 100% guarantee. Here's the number one reason to download the SeatGeek app. If you're listening to the show, you get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. To get it, download the SeatGeek app. Go to the Settings tab. Click Add a Promo Code. Enter promo code LOVIKINGS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOVIKINGS today. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. So what was the tale of the tape with this Vikings defense? Minnesota finished sixth in the league in points against, allowing 19.2 per game. Stacked up against last season, a small step back. Vikings were fifth last year at 18.9. How about passing defense? Very good. 208 yards against per game. That was third in the NFL. That's up from 12th a season ago. The secondary generally got better. How about rush defense? A tad better. Two yards better from 109 to 107 from last year. Actually down in the rankings, though, from 17th to 20th. Rush defense did not improve like the Vikings had hoped and like they saw in the early season when they were stopping teams against the run. It opened up the pass rush. There's so many domino effects in the NFL. And every shortcoming can be traced back to another thing. If you're not getting pass rush, it probably means you're not stopping the run. Suddenly it becomes tougher to get off the field on third down. Teams have more first downs, longer drives against you. Usually stuff gets traced back to the trenches. So in the end, the Vikings improved in rush defense and pass defense. Points against per game, virtually the same. It's just unfortunate when you stack first half of season against second half of season when the first half was league-leading. But take a look at the first half here. Vikings didn't allow more than 16 points until week 7. 
Then they allow 21, 20, 22, getting a little more lackluster. Then you go into the second half of the year, 26, 24, 34, 38. You had four games where you allowed 24 or more, extremely uncharacteristic of the Minnesota Vikings. At some point next week, we'll go through the offensive top 10 plays of the season. Probably get a good dose of Adam Thielen mixed in there. For the time being, we'll put a wrap on this show. Be rejoined by Sage Rosenfels on Friday to talk NFL playoffs. So long. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.